Hello, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 86 of the Archaeologist Podcast, a show where we discuss everything and anything that has to do with Ark Survival Evolved. I'm your host, Sean D. Knight, and with me are a number of players that are here to offer their insights and opinions on the latest topics, strategies, and upcoming features or patches. As I called our participants for tonight, say hello to the listeners and how many hours you have at Ark. Rico! Howdy, y'all. Not a single one over last month as I've barely been able to play this week. <laughs> Leg day? Hey, it uh, looks like 3,765 hours, and that's probably where it's going to hold for a while unless I get my computer working again. Yeah, courtesy of uh, Arc Survival Evolved. And Grubbard. Hello, everybody. I'm a little over 2,800. All right. So uh, this has been a frustrating week for the game. No sooner did Wildcard release a new code of conduct for it than they quickly refused to enforce those new rules. Instead, tribes violating the new code of conduct seemed seem to get a free pass as the fight over Scorched Earth 51 finally came to an end. Now, uh, last week I did say that I would be having some guests on. Unfortunately, those guests pulled out uh, hours before we started recording. And once again, really hard to get people to guess on this show, especially when talking about tribe issues and things like that. So, unfortunately, I apologize for that. Not that we do. We'll still talk about what happened on Scorched Earth 51 from what we could gather. All this and more later on in this episode, but before we get to all that, let's hit up the YouTube comments. Malamusk123 says, I agree with the live stream idea. Would like to join in on that. Once again, we get banned. We couldn't do it. Depends on where we live stream. <laughs> and having a rules ahead of time like uh no politics yes split but even screen then camera <laughs> split screen camera even then my computer really can't handle it and my internet is pretty bad mooseman writes whenever they see a tactic that doesn't involve standing while having your butt shot up by bullets and eating a vegetable cake they nerf that stuff this is why arc is trash for pvp there's almost no variation which is ironic because this is a sandbox game. Golden Age of Ark was around when Server 1 got wiped. Parasers are going to get nerfed to the floor soon. It seems like Wildcard wants a purposefully boring PvP experience. And this is uh, regarding last week's episode where we talked about the Quet C4 bomber being patched. So people couldn't use that particular tactic anymore. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. On the one hand, I'm nostalgic for those days. And I kind of remember... I mean, even the mythology, like when Server 1 was under attack, I remember us all talking like, wow, it's it's the prime server. It's being fought for. This is going to make or break the alliances, right? <laughs> and then, uh, but but really, there was a lot of cheesy stuff that I think we're all forgetting that's been patched out of the game since then. Terror Bombers. Ah. Oh, I got to miss we won one of well, we won one of our hardest battles because of a Terror Bomber, so. Yep. <laughs> uh, that was, uh, what was their Chinese tribe name? I know I have it on video, but I don't remember. I just remember me, uh, me, you, Yaku. And I think uh, somebody Maniac? else got uh, uh, no. Maniac only sh- uh, got on t- uh, towards the end because we we saw them planting the plant X's and we wanted to get. We basically said, "Look, dude, you still got about an hour and a ha- uh, half to finish up whatever uh, it is you're doing." But after that, we've got to push on these guys. So we'll mm-hmm. take this time, make ammo, make explosives. You get ready to lead us in the fight because you're going to be leading us in the fight. And then he walked a Giga up the mountain to attack him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that was good. Ah, I wish I could remember the fight. I It's on YouTube somewhere. I, I'll have to look for it. Uh, moving on. Blazer Dude 89 writes, Crafting skill is broken. Makes max level BPs obsolete. I can take a 240 damage weapon BP and get a 285 with a good crafting character. 
Overpowered weapons and armor make PvP extremely unbalanced. One prim long neck shot to the head should be a kill with flak or anything below it. This would probably make riot gear the new meta because it would it should tank bullets better than flak. Currently, it makes no sense to make riot due to cost and weight when I can get 2500 armor flak that's more effective and cheaper to make. Personally, I'd like to see weapon and armor BPs nerfed or just removed. Primitive weapons and armor for all would really balance things in my opinion. Might be more balanced, but that takes away a huge part of the game people enjoy, which is to continual hunting for better BPs. Mm, the drop hunting, which we talked about last week. But we should eventually get to talking about crafting as well. It's been a while. Actually, I don't think we've ever done an episode where we talked about the crafting skill completely. Maybe when it first came out, we talked about it briefly. Yeah, I think we're going to have to revisit that again. I don't know, but yeah, I don't want to see the BPs removed, but it is crazy how a huge difference there is when you get those good BPs and you got that crafting character to make them. 1234Pi4 writes, There was a major hack on Sony about six or seven years ago. The service was down for three months with limited to known connectivity. The Lizard Squad was a more recent attack that happened about three years ago, if I remember correctly. I knew I was remembering right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Just thinking of something different than what everybody else was. Yeah, I was thinking of Lizard Squad. You were thinking about that incident, uh, which was a lot earlier. I don't even remember, uh, because Sony kept it quiet. That entire time, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they, they barely said anything until they got it back online, and they basically advised everybody. The only thing they said was towards the very beginning was basically um, everybody should like look at your credit card your credit card reports or anything. You no, get any information. They, they didn't even say that in the beginning they, because they they were quiet the entire time. When I, tried to, the fir- when I tried the first time I tried to log on to the Sony thing, it came up with a splash page that's uh, uh, that said something about paying att- uh, pay attention to your credit card. Huh? You know, it didn't come up again after that, by the way. So they got crucified. For oh that. yeah, well, they did. Say. I mean, the the amount of uh, the amount of warning they gave was very slim. Mo- most people didn't notice the only announcement they gave. Mm-hmm. When things get really bad at a corporation, it takes a real long time for the bureaucracy to truly figure out how screwed they are. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that was just a normal DDO. That was the thing. That was where I started learning about DDoS attacks for the first time. Was when I learned that what had happened was basically just they were spending three months trying to figure out how far someone had penetrated the security mm-hmm. net after a yeah. simple DDoS attack because they only had a split second after doing the DDoS to actually invade the Sony hard uh, Sony's uh, mainframe before everything just collapsed on them. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's yeah. what I learned that even uh, even the Pentagon's been hit by DDoS attacks, and what they do is they just pull the plug on the hard drives. <laughs> that is their defense against DDoS attacks. Yeah, our government's defense is to pull the plug. Indeed, Kevin Eagle Wolf Boy says the whole bully hunters thing was a complete scam. As for Steel Series, they were told by a certain company that they would be doing something good, but didn't understand what they were getting into. That's why they backed out uh, when they heard all that was going on oh yeah i've, I've looked into this a little bit more, more um yeah a lot of the companies cut tail and ran making mm-hmm. announcements very similar to what steel made uh i don't remember what the name of the company was but their pr guy was basically doing a live stream of a video game somebody asked him about it, and his exact thing was like you know well the board signed on to this it sounded all good when i read over it and then we found out what we had signed on for and it wasn't exactly what we thought it was so you know we we cut uh, we cut and ran <laughs> so yeah. just to clarify i mean it was it was a well-intentioned thing right it was just cringy is that true it wasn't like a scam scam 
It was... What uh, what they told people was very much not what it was, and it could have never been the thing they were trying to tell people, so I don't think it was a well-intentioned thing. I can't say with any certainty for that, but what they sold to all of their benefactors was never what it was going to be. It wasn't even remotely close. It was mm. always going to be... Well, I mean, they always knew... Honestly, could anybody actually think this concept could actually work? I mean, how are you going to connect to the same game of a of a match-based PvP game where once the game starts in the real world, new people get only can join at random mm-hmm. if the game allows that at all? It's not like where it's... I mean, you could work something like that for ARK where you have mercs that go out and, you know, hit people. We've ran into that before. But for PUBG, it's a Battle Royale well, game. Once, someone's, uh, uh, once someone dies, that doesn't mean a new spot in the round opens up. It's uh, pretty simple, really. You just figure out their IP, you, you figure out where they live in real life, and you go beat them up. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that, that was, that's one good solution. <laughs> uh, it's not exactly one I recommend. Look, violence, it's not what they sold. Violence does solve problems, just so everybody knows. Yeah, of course, you know, it creates new ones. That, that is not the point. Good point. Um, <laughs> oh, what was it uh, Michael Iron, uh, Jeremy Irons' uh, character said in... Uh, uh, Starship Troopers, uh, Naked Force has solved more problems in the world than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Love that movie. Alright, uh, let's move on. Fizzin says, Rico's my favorite. He's a savage. Aww. <laughs> and then Next Generation Gaming says, Didn't even know you had a Patreon. Though I do applaud you on not chilling it constantly like every other YouTube on the internet. Most annoying thing ever when people do that. Also, that intro to Ark Avenue, pure gold. Well, I'm glad somebody enjoys the uh, cringeworthy intros to Ark Avenue. You know, I- I've been thinking it every time and I don't say it because of being nice. I, I don't mind hearing you guys' reactions to it. I prefer I I leave it in there whenever you guys react to them. <laughs> it's a lot harder to come up with some really cringeworthy stuff for each week. All right. Uh, threads, tweets, etc. Now, here's a suggestion from Killcorn90, which is, let us use our own fecal matter or eggs as ammo for the slingshot. That would be pretty hilarious. Yeah, especially if the fecal matter does what... Uh, when the little monkeys throw their fecal matter at you and you get that little stamina, you start losing stamina, you get slowed down a bit. That would be awesome. It makes a slingshot really worth using. Do we really want to tell Wildcard that they should let us throw our crap at each other? I mean... Why? Wildcard's yes. throwing their crap at us. <laughs> uh, valid point. I, just please make it like the plant X effect. <laughs> well, it's not going to do anything with the dot I and I's in the game being modified. Sorry, I'm really bitter this week because a lot of BS has gone on on Wildcard's part. So I'm going to be extremely critical when it comes to them. Bring on the salt. <laughs> uh, speaking of Wildcard, they did a little poll on their Twitter account saying, you can only tame one carnivore to help you survive on the arc. Which do you choose? And they put as options, Raptor, mobility is key, Spino, water and land boss, Rex, raw power is best, the Giga, slower but beastly so uh what is the dino of your choice gentlemen vultures <laughs> it's it's not on their list but if i only had if i could only do a one i i would almost say a carno what? early to mid game it will do all the hide and meat farming you need it can handle most things it can run from the things it can't handle 
I'm just gonna say Giga because it's big. Okay. And try like... taming one of those without just on your foot on your feet. <laughs> All right. So th- thirteen thousand six hundred votes were uh, added. Um, number one was the Spino with thirty four percent votes. People suck. Twenty nine percent was the Giga. Twenty five percent was the Rex. Twelve percent the Raptor. You know, if I only had to pick the ones they listed, I would have gone with Spino too. So of course you were, you Spino lover. I love Spinos, and they're awesome now. You love them, but you drown them. Attack animation is absolutely brutal. Oh yeah, wish we'd had some today. All right, so Golden made this little interest. Well, had this little epiphany regarding uh, the arc photo, and he wrote writes arc encourages grief in. And goes on to say, never noticed this until now, but the main photo for Ark shows two guys on a raptor and a trike, armed with a javelin and a bow going up against a fully textured Rex and rider with a tech rifle and an assault rifle on the other. Just your typical Alpha Tribe level in scrubs. To everyone who complains about griefing in this form, Ark warned you themselves before purchasing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is very true. Yeah, I'm not sure how to get around it. As one of those guys with the tech stuff or whatnot, it's kind of fun to go beat up the bobs once in a while. It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Community Crunch 127 was out, and with it brought the new code of conduct, and the incident reports have been revamped. And Wildcard says, Today we are announcing a new code of conduct for our official server network. This code of conduct can be found in its entirety at the top of our website under the support link. So here we go. Introduction. The code of conduct is subject to change without notification, though though Studio Wildcard will do its best to ensure that changes are communicated clearly to those on the official network. Failure to abide by our code of conduct can result in the removal of your structures, creatures, items, or banning of your account from the official network and all BattleEye protected servers. Studio Wildcard reserves the right to immediately suspend player accounts as it deems fit. Action taken is at the sole and absolute discretion of Studio Wildcard and its employees. This list is not exhaustive, but represents clear guidelines for players to adhere to when playing on our official network. For something you're unsure of, please use your best judgment. When in doubt, reach out to us at arcenforcement at studiowildcard.com. Ensure you're acting with some semblance of decency when conducting yourself on our official network. Hacking and Exploiting Hacking or exploiting game mechanics to gain an unfair advantage over other players is not tolerated. Hacking. Examples are not limited to, but can include using third-party programs such as ESP, aimbots, and game engine modifications. Exploiting. Examples not limited to, but can include attacking and living in unintended game zones under the mesh or above the map, duplication of tames, items, and characters, unintended building mechanics such as floating structures using the world barrier as a snap point, building a box around your Quetzal or other platform creatures to completely prevent it from taking damage, modifying your game files to remove key graphical components, water, fog, etc., and intentionally crashing users or servers through DDoS or otherwise. So, by modifying your game files to remove key graphical components, does that mean the .ini files? Yeah, it would, but I don't know how they'd ever detect that. Exactly. So, how are they supposed to deal with that one? Do we look for this, the moronic YouTubers and Twitch streamers who stream themselves using that? It's the only way I know of. Why is it that Wildcard can't lock those files down, or at least make it so that the game scans the INI files for any tampering and then bans the account? Simply put, they leave it the way they do, primarily because of single player, when they should have separate INI files for single mm-hmm. and online play to begin with. Yep, I agree. 
I mean, really, the game shouldn't even allow some settings. Like, the fact that it's respecting some of those settings is bad. And if they want to do it for debugging purposes, then have a debug version of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's move on. Benefit well, hack. Real, real, real quickly here, Sean, before we move on, because one thing I was kind of curious about in uh, learning about this new uh, conduct, how does it differ from the old one? They supposedly made it more clear, even though the old one was rather clear. Um, I mean, the old wanted. one was pretty much like, don't cheat or we'll kick you, right? Pretty much, yeah. The old <laughs> one was kind of like, what you know, how I do it back on Server 8. I'd give out the, the, the actual rules, which, you know, no building in the caves. Those are for uh, everybody, at least until we had to stop obeying our own rules because freaking in, in our wars. But and at the end, I'd go, or if that's too complicated to remember, just remember this. Don't be an... All right, uh, let's continue on with this. When playing on an official network, players must ensure that they are not taking advantage of hacking exploits and unfair play. Do not, under any circumstances, circumstances, allow hackers to join your tribe, alliance, or party up alongside you within the game. It is your responsibility to remove them or yourself from the tribe. If you witness someone breaking the rules through the use of a game exploit or a third-party program, ensure that you isolate yourself from those users and are not playing with or alongside them to avoid breaching our code of contact. Conduct. Ah, uh, yes. I agree with this 100%, but, you know, it's going to be hard to, uh, people are just going to get, uh, you know, innocently taken in. You know, I I, I've said that, uh, I've, 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 I've copped to this before on, on the podcast, so I'll cop to it again. Uh, again. Nobody would have known the one time I cheated unless I actually admitted it to the whole tribe. Mm -hmm. So, so I actually, um, just to go back to my previous kind of, uh, comment, I misunderstood. I thought that was the entire terms of service. So you're kind of going down, hitting more points here. Yes, so that's good. They are, they are kind of detailing these things out. All right. They are. Yeah. Um, hack related chat. There should be no discussions in game or on our official sites regarding hacks, including access to cheats where you can acquire them or how they are utilized. That's a no-brainer. Griefing. Spawn blocking. Spawn blocking occur occurs when tribes intentionally block multiple spawn points for the purpose of not allowing new players to play on their server, including cross-server players. In the event your base inadvertently or accidentally resides on a spawn point, you will not be penalized. Here are some examples of what spawn blocking can consist of, but is not limited to. Using structures that players spawn into and cannot get out of. Using spikes, spike walls at player spawn locations, turrets located on or near spawn points, dino gates, or any type of structure cage that is meant to trap or instantly kill a player and prevent them from spawning on the map. Aggressive dinos placed near spawn points in order to instantly kill players that spawn in. Oh, <laughs> but that's half the fun. Never do that. <laughs> so uh, I guess this means for both PvP and PVE. Uh, well, you really can't do anything on PvE like that, but for PvP then, so it's completely I mean, it now. all sounds reasonable. It really does. I mean, blocking all spawn points is an unreasonable thing to do if you're trying to run a game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And you, you can't let your players on to even compete. That is true, and that's not the purpose of the game. It all uh, sounds reasonable until you realize there's no real way to enforce it. Exactly. Well, it's it's some things are kind of obvious. I've been on servers where every single spawn point is covered in metal spikes. Yeah, you know, but you spawn in insta die. It's not like the devs were doing anything about it because spawn blocking was a thing in the original rules and of conduct or whatever they wanted to call it back then. I'd also say that there's some room for gray area. I mean, one time we had a base built right next to a spawn point, had auto turrets up. I don't think they actually shot the spawn, but it was a few feet away. So the minute the bob moved towards the base, boom. Well, yeah, but that's 
So that's why in the very first sentence it says when tribes intentionally block multiple spawn points. If you're if you have one base on a spawn point, doubt that's going to get you in trouble. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, also, if you have your base on a spawn point, move it. That's <laughs> uh, they have some PVE specific griefing uh, game blocking. You are not allowed to block other tribes from playing the game on PVE servers. This can can include, but is not limited to, building at their base. Blocking in other tribes' dinos, blocking access in and out of a tribe's base, obstructing pathways or waterways for the purpose of denying another tribe access. A GM maybe may ask you to move or relocate, relocate if your structure is negative, negatively impacting the server, i.e., you block off a large portion of the map so that other members of that server cannot access it. Structure spamming, placing structures down such as pipes or wires for the purpose of disrupting others' gameplay is against our code of conduct. Thought all that just described the only fun you could have on a PVE server. <laughs> Indeed, I've never played myself, but that's the only reason I would go. <laughs> to grief everybody. <laughs> all right, uh, misconduct, behavior, chat, and interaction with others. Interactions with other players or studio wildcard employees through text chat, voice chat, and signs or paintings must adhere to the rules below, and you cannot use an alternative spelling to circumvent restrictions. Ensure that you do not offend. This includes but is not limited to language which is unlawful, harmful, threatening, abusive, harassing, defamatory, vulgar, obscene, hateful, sexually explicit, or racially, ethnically, or otherwise offensive. So I guess the entire player base just got banned? I guess so. Post personal information belong to someone else in game or any official websites or forums related to the game. Harass, stalk, threaten, such as sending repeated unsolicited or unwelcome messages to specific users, tribes, and can include but not limited to those sexual in nature or messages that would cause discomfort. Disrupt the game, such as intentionally causing the chat screen to scroll faster than other players are able to read, or setting up macros with large amounts of text that, when used, have a disruptive effort effect on the normal flow of chat. Oh, I hate when people do that. Ugh. Yeah, and the devs never did anything about it, even when it was going on for days and we were telling them and giving them screenshots. No dev ever came to deal with it. So I think that's the thing, right? The, these rules are all very reasonable to me, but they're nebulous enough and have just enough leeway to where they're the actual arbiters of, like, they, they can pretty much make whatever decision they want if you're being some kind of jerk. They have mm -hmm. enough leeway to say, well, look, that's technically against our terms of service. I'm not even saying that's necessarily a bad thing. That's not a criticism. It's just... It um, seems like that, what, that's what they're trying to do. And to Rico's point, I don't know, unless they're like super active, um, how they're going to enforce some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, do not promote. Do not send messages which are advertisements for inappropriate topics, including scamming, hacking, exploits, or the sale of goods and services, unless trading within the game for game-specific resources. For example, 50 stone for one polymer, a trike for a rex, etc. 50 stone for one polymer. What? <laughs> <laughs> so i found it interesting that the post personal information or doxing in other words as far as i'm concerned doesn't seem to have a lot of severity behind it but i think this was brought up uh on the forums and we'll and i think jet re uh, replied to that so we'll hold that off for now uh continuing on players steam and tribe names when choosing your name, Steam name, or tribe name, you must adhere to general decency and abide by the following rules. If Wildcard determines your name to be improper, we may change the name and or terminate your use of our official and any battle-eye protected servers. You should not use an alternative spelling to circumvent the name restrictions listed below. 
you should ensure that your name does not offend. Names may not contain vulgar, defamatory, obscene, hateful, racially, ethically, or otherwise offensive, including any usernames which are sexual in nature. Or impersonate, pretend to be someone else with the intent to impersonate, including without limitation another user, tribe, game master, or studio wildcard employee. So much for the Third Reich. <laughs> and then uh, finally, false reports. When reporting others, please ensure that you are genuine. Reports made to harass other players or for restricting their gameplay when no code of conduct have been broken or deemed punishable by Studio Wildcard. You can increase the effectiveness of your reports by including as much information as possible, as well as video or picture evidence. We never take our decisions and actions regarding potential malicious player behavior lightly. Suspensions, server wipes, and or bans are only issued after careful review of all internal and external evidence. So ends the code of conduct that they posted. So... Is there anything we would add to this? No, I think they... A way to enforce it? (laughs) Yeah, a way to enforce it. I mean, we talked about it at the in the first episode of this year where the one thing they had to do was increase, improve and increase their customer service to deal with all this stuff. It's nice. They have a nice code of conduct, but how are they going to enforce it? They haven't got the manpower or even the tools to do so. You know, one simple idea I would have, if if I were the developers here, I would have at your server, uh, wherever you host these things, some master display that shows the global chats of all servers simultaneously, kind of like Ooh. looking at the matrix. You know, at some point you're going to see a lot of activity. You can kind of, you know, peek at it a little bit and see mm-hmm. if there's some trolling going on. Indeed. Need some way where you can deputize players. Oh, I, I think that's a great idea, but I think people would go up in arms about, oh, they're just pocket devs. Pretty much. And there's already pocket devs, so that wouldn't help Walgard anymore. I'd be okay being a pocket dev. Well, I, I, I would love. It. I would absolutely love to be an official tester for this game. But I think the problem is, the tribes that that know testers or have testers in their tribe have better connections to Wildcard, and just just to the fact that they know each other, and they're going to get more response out of them. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um. So this was posted on Reddit as well, and we had some people respond to it, such as Fashion Hunter, who asked, "Building a box around platform dinos is considered a ban-worthy exploit compared." comparable to aimbot and ddos and undermap and etc why the hell can we build walls downwards then jat replied it's not likely that someone would receive a ban for building a box quetzal to completely prevent it from taking damage altogether it's more so consistently and excessively breaking the rules everything is evaluated evaluated on a case-by-case basis and some things are considered to be more severe than others i don't think a box quetzal is as severe as doxing so i think that's a fair statement mm-hmm. so um Weebwe, I guess is how you pronounce this guy's name, uh, brought up the the issue of personal information, and he wrote, The real interesting thing is that doxing, which is actually illegal, became less severe. Uh, post, posting personal information went from extreme severity, which doesn't exist anymore, to low severity. Botten also isn't mentioned in the rules anymore, other than aimbots, nor is uh, RMT. Still, overall, the code of conduct is mostly the same as the previous banning guidelines, but in a harder-to-read format, you can read all the rules without scrolling before. Jat replied, With doxing in most cases of targeted harassment, it would be immediately escalated and would be marked as high severity. We just put it under the interaction chat with others. But feedback noted that it isn't clear, so we'll make adjustments to indicate that it's taken more seriously. It does mention under each heading that reports may be escalated if necessary. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of goes back to my point that this, this TOS is written in such a way that they have maximum leeway. 
Yeah. But okay, so I just to reiterate, sounds like we're all in agreement that this is a generally a good terms of service. We're just critical of the ability of them to enforce. Exactly. Highly critical of them to enforce it. I'm I'm a little critical of the fact that it really isn't any different than it used to be. And what's the point in in uh, teaching the dog to do the same trick again? Yeah. <laughs> so it means nothing to be honest to me at this point because they have really failed to enforce what they had before and this shiny new letter is probably going to have the same treatment or lack of treatment and lack of enforcement as before so why should anybody care they need better tools to monitor their own servers mm -hmm. so speaking of better tools they have a new incident reporting system and they wrote in addition to the code of conduct changes, we'd like to introduce you to our new reporting system currently in beta and for PC players only. This is our new incident report area. You can find it on the forums by hovering over the support button at the top of the page and clicking report PC abuse. The customer support link has been moved underneath the help subsection under support. When submitting an incident report, please make sure to provide as much information as possible. So they had a couple screenshots that show what it would look like. And go on to say, you should provide any and all evidence of the reason you are reporting someone in the form of screenshots and or videos. Evidence helps our game moderators collect proof of someone breaking the rules and allows them to take more action more quickly. While in this beta process, we are accepting PC reports only using the incident report system. Any and all reports of hacking, exploiting, griefing, and misconduct on official servers should be done so through the incident report submission process. These changes to the code of conduct and our incident reporting system are an effort to improve the process of the reporting system and the health of our official server network. We look forward to working with survivors to achieve a better playing environment for all players, and we thank you for your patience during this growth process. So, new reporting system, but once again, since they seem to get swamped so quickly, so fast... I'd still wish the reports were viewable. Like I was saying the last mm -hmm. couple of weeks about being able to view bugs, if everyone can view the reports, then if someone's causing trouble on my server, I could look to see if he's been causing trouble on other people's server. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, regarding console transfers and TLC 2, the Wildguard says, We are now targeting the console patch, Xbox and PS4 release, during the week of April 23rd. Somebody posted that as 25th, 23rd. And we'll keep you posted about more accurate release dates once we get closer to the date. This is later than we, what we reported in our crunch last week, but we are confident that we will be able to meet the deadline of the week of the 23rd over the previous week. With this update, we'll also be enabling tr item transfers and the vanilla version of Aberrant Creatures to be moved to Aberration servers. This means that you'll be able to take over your regular Spinal to an Aberration server. Preventing people from building within the Ragnarok Puzzle Cave, so if you store any structures or creatures down here, make use of this time to relocate them ASAP, as once this update goes live on console, that will no longer be possible. And once again, they reiterate that the turret update will not go live on console with this update, but instead a future one. For the love of God, stop giving dates. Just stop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not, it doesn't even matter that much in this case. I appreciate the fact that they're trying to give information as quickly as they know it, but it, I don't think it's helpful. They should just say, mm -hmm. hey, you know, in the coming weeks, we'll have this. Just be nebulous. Yeah. And, you know, them still falling behind on this means that there was no patch notes, no updates this week for the PC because they're still working on the console TLC and all that. Imagine my shock. It, yeah. it, you know, it's really surprising to me, too, because if they still don't have the turret update, um, 
I'd have to think that on console being as, as hobbled as they are, that that's something that would make a really big difference in performance if it really was. The yeah, said it was exactly. Like, so that doesn't just does The consoles already have a several, uh, several steps to try and lower their performance hits. Like they can't have the same level of graphic intensity we do. Um, I know they have slightly, uh, the, their, their LOD textures are lower quality. That's the long distance textures. The ones that if you get up close, they kind of look runny. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to see them from up close, obviously, so. Indeed. All right, well, so, once again, no patch notes because of wildcard focusing on the console at the moment. So it is now time for us to politically converse with one another as we negotiate our way down Arc Avenue. All right. Oh, no, the P word. <laughs> politics so this was inspired by uh kale frank who said how do you guys recommend playing politics with bigger tribes when currently playing solo on official pvp with the goal of joining a tribe oh man that's a hard one <laughs> what, what could be the right answer on one server is the wrong answer on another so yeah the, the biggest thing is it depends on the alpha tribe or the tribe you're looking to join and how they react uh, you'll run into those alpha tribes where it's just a small group of guys who don't want anybody else in their tribe, want complete control of the server, and will be ornery as hell. Other times you'll find tribes that have, you know, mature, intelligent players in there that know what they're doing. Yeah, good luck with that one. Um, <laughs> now, simple, uh, here's the, well, here's what I, uh, I did back, way back in the day. I watched who uh, who was talking in the, uh, in the Alpha Tribe, and then I tried to figure out, do the other members of their Alpha Tribe seem to... Do I ever see them being disrespected in chat by another member of their tribe? If the answer's no, and that person seems somewhat approachable, try trading with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the key is you got to find what mechanism of trust works with them. It's uh, also hard trading. to trade, right? Um... I think the only thing you could really trade is if you found an amazing red drop. Yeah. You, know, you, you the... say that, but there. Uh, I remember the day that the uh, Megalosaurus, was, uh, the, the deer, was first re- released. Um, just to curry favor with the Alpha, I traded all of our Demorphodon eggs. <laughs> you, 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 it's about figuring out uh, one day they're not going to have something they need. Um, another time with another member of that same tribe, they really needed to get un- enough kibble and... It was going to be an hour too long between their uh, their jerky finishing curing and them needing to feed the dinosaur, and they didn't want to have to, you know, stay up all night, uh, stay up an extra hour. And in a moment like that, you just capitalize on it. They will see it as a favor. Yeah, I think to Grub's point, you know, you want to build trust by just having a lot of good interactions. Mm-hmm. Don't sound like an <laughs> in global chat. <laughs> find some way oh, to yeah. yeah don't be a jerk although I don't know some tribes might like that so here, here are some of the things because a lot of tribes they look at whether or not you're persistent in building and rebuilding when you keep getting attacked or being raided they, they look at the kind of attitude and how you react to that kind of thing because you don't want players that are just going to throw their hands up and cry and quit the game because they got raided once or they lost one dino that they really liked no, that's not something tribes want or ever would want. Um, also, as Rico said, you know, approach the tribe that you want to join. 
get to know them, chat with them. The more they chat with you, the more they're going to like you. You're going to stay in their mind. And eventually when they, when the topic of recruiting comes up, somebody's going to probably mention your name and say, hey, what about this guy? He seems pretty cool. He talks with us. He tries to help out with us. Uh, he watched my team once for me and protected it when I uh, got DC'd or something like that. Also a handy way if you're uh, if the alpha happens to be uh, a complete and total uh, douche to manage to get y- your tribe to be uh, avoided. Yeah. Um, I, I I think the threshold for success, just in my personal observation, is to manage to get to talk to them in actual voice chat. Yes. Find some excuse like, hey, you're going to do a trade or a deal. Get to get to know them, hang out with them a little bit. You know, that's probably the best way you're going to get in. Mm-hmm. Let them get used to seeing you around. One of the probably one of the easiest ways to ingratiate yourself with a tribe or an alpha tribe is you're you keep an eye out yourself of what's going on in your local area. See if, if you see a threat maybe to the server, you see somebody building up to invade and cause trouble. You know, keep the tribe or alpha tribe informed about these kinds of things because you know it's very tiring to constantly patrol the server keeping an eye out for those um wannabe server killers and, and i can say from personal readers. experience even if they already know they're gonna remember that you told them exactly oh you need that, to that, ingratiate yourself with them that's actually a really good point number one rule don't be a pain in the ass to the alpha be a helpful asset mm-hmm. yes don't you be know, one of these guys the guy say, hey, that... anybody got eggs? I need eggs. Or anybody well, got this? I, I need more serious than that. I'm talking like go grief on another server and bring griefers back to the alpha mm-hmm. server. You know, yeah. Don't be a liability where they're like, oh, man, this guy's got to go. Yeah, that's true. Don't be a liability. Be a help. I've never checked out any of the like recruitment pages. You guys ever looked at any of those? Not personally. I'm very skeptical of any tribe that has open recruitment. Mm-hmm. They tend to not. Okay, this is this is my personal bias because I've always been in a tight knit uh, tribe. I think, I think the bigger, more openly recruiting tribes tend to be a little looser, and it's almost more like everyone puts on the logo as opposed to really being tribe mates. But that's my personal bias. I'm sure there's people that will counter that. Indeed. All right. So let's move on to the main topic and. This is all coming down to a head because it brings in the code of conduct. It brings DDoS and all in one neat little package, which was NA PVP official Sur- Scorcher server 51. Dun, dun, dun. So we've talked about 51 over the past couple of weeks because the fighting has been going on for about that long. Lots and lots of accusations of DDoS because the server had been taken down for days upon days back to back. It got so bad that even the devs had to change the IP, which, granted, they did not do until well into this fighting. So, yeah, it's been quite a cluster. And once again, I was hoping to have a few people from either side, uh, from BLDX or YSS, because these are the two mega tribes really duking it out, them and their allies, all fighting over 51. Sadly, (laughs) they're probably still reeling from it. I mean, I I think they were expecting it to be wrapped up quicker. Mm -hmm. I'm sure everybody was passed out falling asleep so a lot of ddos and what's going on we talked about them in last week's episode and actually for i think the last two months we've been bringing up ddos and in one way or another and when it comes to ddos and there's not too much you can do to deal with it to curb it unless you go after the people responsible for selling it selling these services services or finally taking down the people who are availing themselves of these services or paying for them or 
being able to do it themselves on their own home computers or what have you. Now, this is all on Wildcard for failing to do this and dealing with it. But towards the end of this fight, Wildcard showed that they wouldn't even follow their own code of conduct. Now, Xfish put a post up on Reddit, which was unshockingly removed by the moderators but what he wrote was this before i'm starting this i just want to point out that i do not want to blame any tribes with this a few days ago wildcard had released a new code of conduct this is pretty much the day where a big raid on official server 51 started it brought so much attention with it that even a developer was watching the raid and then this happened and he quotes, exploiting examples are not limited to, but can include attacking and living in unintended game zones under the mesh, duplication of teams, items and characters, unintended building mechanics in order to achieve floating structures or building a box around your Quetzal or other platforms creatures to protect it from taking damage and intentionally crashing users or servers through DDoS or otherwise code of conduct, end quote. <laughs> this means Wildcard was watching people exploiting the game and did nothing against it. Added to that, the main servers of the tribe I am in got DDoS at the same time the War on 51 was going on. For more information, you can check out Rag37 and Aberration 259 DDoS history, which he did post links to. Uh, how can this still be a thing? The new code of conduct and all the other promises Wildcard has made in the last few weeks to deal with cheaters sounded great, but it would be even better if Wildcard actually keeps them. And he did show screenshots of the player count on the servers, which showed 71 out of 70, which meant that there was an admin on the server at the time of those fights and the DDoS and, and everything else. Now, this is compounded by the fact that there were cliff platforms being exploited on the server, built along the border wall or under the border. That dev should have immediately admin deleted all yes. those. Yes, and screenshots were submitted. There were vid I think there was video of this as well, but no one was punished by wildcard. I don't care what side did it or if both sides did it. No one was punished or banned or anything like that by Wildcard. And Wildcard this didn't is, even bother saying anything about it. This is wild speculation on my part. But I, I just have this theory that the guys that are devs and or testers that are joining these servers are so gun-shy of doing anything without approval from higher levels that nothing gets done. I think it's bottlenecked. That's the only rational thing I can think of because if I'm a dev and I'm in that game, I'm watching that match, and I see that business going on, I'm immediately going to do something about it, regardless of the controversies. Because I know it would, you know, what probably would have happened if he deleted those things. People would be saying, "Oh, pocket devs, he's helping them out by you know demoing structures." But the reality is, you take the time to find out what happened; it's pretty clear that they were cheating, mm -hmm. or I should say, they were exploiting a mechanic. Remember, I think in previous podcasts, though, we did say something like, or at least one of us said something like, hey, if it's possible in the game, then it's not cheating. Well, I've said that argument's uh, been made, and you can, and there's there's some validity to making it, too. Yeah. If they really didn't want you to do something, they'd fix it. it. It also, it surprises me that they actually had to change the IP address. I still don't understand that. I understand why Wildcard doesn't give us more insight into uh, their DDoS fighting. So... When it comes to DDoS, and you have to have the IP address of the website or the service that you want to DDoS, and yeah, uh, if you're paying for it, you got to pay them and then give them submit the IP address that you want hit. So changing the IP kind of is a quick fix. Yeah, I, th I think changing the IP would force them to have to pay again. Yeah, IP address. That's the only thing I can think of. I don't quite understand though why their host provider can't just block all traffic from a particular 
part of the world and or subnet. Mm-hmm. So in the Reddit thread that Xfish posted on when he brought up the the fact that Walcott didn't uh, bother with their code of conduct of enforcing it, you know, he got a lot of negative comments and uh fat boy slim 91 why is every comment being negative does the proof here hurt that much let's not forget the chinese streamer showing two vaults of tech behemoth gates and three to four body bags of c4 legit i guess probably not we all know t got rolled back because if they banned them they would have to ban the rest of the chinese including bldx or for dupin don't get too cocky my dude with 10 times the people plus duped items you are happy so uh, C4 is not that hard to make. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, all the C4 and I'm not that great. Mm-hmm. But Soul Recon really nailed it on the head. For all those wondering about the art community, it's right here. In this thread, you'll notice a person who is concerned about the code of conduct being actually enforced immediately followed up by what seems to be the middle school class on break with access to PCs. There is no actual good reply in this entire thread. And it is just a bunch of circle jerking idiots complaining about people complaining. League of Legends let League of Legends lets us mute childish attitudes. But what we are forced here is to talk to the people we left behind more than 15 years ago when we all grew up. This is a perfect example of how toxic the community is. When you can't debate a topic, you attack the poster. Simple as that. Nobody here has given a single reply in regards to the code of conduct and its enforcement. Everyone just hating on another player for whatever reason. Our community age estimation, 15 to 16. Welcome to the internet and trolls. If you think that you uh, that you left high school behind at any point in your life, you're lucky that your illusion hasn't been mm-hmm. shattered yet. No, but he makes a, the perfect point is that yeah, no right. one in but this thread just... is incensed that Wildcard didn't enforce oh, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say he, he's not right. The problem is he's getting upset over the internet being the way the uh, internet is when the only way to actually try and fix a, con- uh, a problem with a conversation like that is to just keep on trying to keep it on the rails. I think Don't he wasn't upset. He was flabbergasted that nobody focused he, and he fed, on the he real got issue. flabbergasted and he fed the trolls. Just ignore them. That's all you can ever do. Oh, side question. I don't know how much it really matters at the end because, you know, terms of service is terms of service. But would it have mattered... In this case, I haven't watched the videos or caught up on the events. Like, was the platforming on the world border a make or break thing? Uh, yeah, it made a big difference from what I gathered. Because they were shoot, they had turrets on them and were shooting from up underneath the mesh. From what I gather. Well. Yeah. So once again, why was it that Walker was on the server and did nothing? Why is Walker not even saying anything about it? Because because they're 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 wild card and until we figure out how to hold their feet to the fire in an effective way, we're not really going to see any long term change. Yeah, I I have yet to get them to respond to any tweets directed at them regarding any of these issues. I occasionally example. temporarily get blocked. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna throw a, this is another crazy theory because I think it's the simplest answer as to what happened. Whoever it was, and I don't know if we know who it was, the dev that signed on to 51 probably had not even bothered to read their own terms of service yet. Oh, come on. I'm just saying. There, there's hardly any changes, anything different from the original terms of service. Yeah, I'm not sure if I can buy that one. That, that's, I, I can buy yeah. them having neither bothered to read their own terms of service at all. How many times have I updated iTunes without reading the 30 pages of legal text? I'm just saying. This, by the way, don't misconstrue this as any kind of defense. This is that, that's atrocious. Mm-hmm. 
All I know is that I don't care if it was BLDX, YSS, or both. People needed to be banned. And Bandy, wildcard okay, so, didn't. so pretend you're wildcard. Would you ban all of BLDX for the platform thing? According to the terms of service, yes. So you have flexibility. I'd at least delete every structure on the server. That That's what I would have done. But that doesn't do anything. They'll just come back. Yeah, but I mean, that's the punishment for, for violating. In other words, based on... I don't know. I'm just saying proportionate. If they don't have the do it once, they will do it again. That's the whole point. Yeah, admin deleted every time. They lose every fight they ever try to fight by putting platforms on the world border. You just keep doing it. Broken window theory. It's inefficient. Wildcard's better off banning their accounts and forcing them to buy a new one and at least put more money in their pocket to pay for more admins to keep banning them. The problem is, it's a lot easier to deal with negative PR the first time you really f up and, and, and somebody bans the uh, somebody uh, somebody uh, over punishes or punishes the wrong person or even the right person, but they have the, a good enough sob story that people feel bad for them. If if you don't use a permanent, you know, hammer, if your hammer is something that might require a little extra upkeep on your part to keep doing. It might still be able to be better for uh, better for you in the long uh, long run, just because it'll look uh, look uh, better when you screw up. And let's face it, sooner or later everyone's going to screw up. This is wildcard; they're going to screw up probably immediately and then frequently. Or how about this? At the very least, if you're not going to, I think we brought this up a long time ago. Ban the leaders of the tribes. At the well, very least, if anyone's getting banned, are. the leaders need to be banned because it's on them. So ban anyone with admin. Yeah. No, there were times in our tribe where that would have resulted in banning two-thirds of the tribe. Mm-hmm. So be it. Well, how about this? Another hypothetical way to approach this. Um, had they have banned everybody, and let's say it was an account ban, right? Do you think overall that would have helped the, the gaming community or hurt it? Because that would have had a very disruptive effect on the political it situation. It would, but it would have uh, quickly filled in. I think this would have had a more positive effect than a negative outcome. In this specific case, uh, case though, I would say, I mean, there's nothing wrong with banning everyone on, on the server. Now, if I were the dev on site and I was a little gun shy, I wasn't sure that, you know, I should, uh, I had the full authority to do this. Well, there's no reason not to just step it down to a lesser punishment if you're a little gun shy to go for the full ban hammer and then just yeah. delete everything. Well, gee, if only there was some way they could communicate with somebody who was their boss. Uh, at that time, is there some kind of technology, technology like that? Doesn't exist. It doesn't oh, exist. You know, as much as you think so, I, I can still remember plenty of times when I had uh, when there was something I knew I had to contact my boss about, and just nope, no answer on the phone. <laughs> it's like, yeah, thanks, boss. You know, I for once I actually need your advice on something. So <laughs> I think we're all reaching here for try to come up with some kind of rational explanation. I I don't think there is one. I just think the and maybe it doesn't matter. The end result is they didn't take action and it was perceived very negatively. Yeah. They have a PR disaster. On when case. once again, again, it came time to when it came time to push and shove, they didn't do it either. Here's the real question. If and when it happens again, are they going to act the same way? I, that's what's really going to determine uh, long term consequences here. Their history of inaction would say that the chances are good that they will not do anything about it. Or if they do do something about it, it will be a North American or a European tribe, and the Chinese tribes will be left alone. Well, yeah, there's something it. to that. No, I, I eh, we'll see. I, you know, I am not going to go into the politics, political side of uh, what this is, but it would not surprise me in the least to 
uh, to see them only taking action against certain groups. Mm -hmm. So, and once again, I don't do this very often, but I do have a Patreon account, and one of the posts that I'm working on right now is talking about whether or not the Chinese servers should be segregated from the rest of the servers. Because there are a lot of inconsistencies and things that completely unbalance the Chinese servers when other players from other countries go into those servers. So that the PvP is not balanced whatsoever in any way or form or shape on a Chinese server. And that's probably another topic we'll have to do for another episode because <laughs> there's a lot to say about it. But yeah, I don't know. Like I said, this has really soured me to the point where I don't even know if I want to play this game because once again, Wildcard in this most egregious act, failed to do anything about it. And you know that if you're being hit by hackers, aimbotters, griefers, or meshers, chances are wildcard isn't going to help you. They sure as hell ain't going to help you in the time you need to save your base and dinos from being wiped out. If they do take action, well, okay, well, you're still out of a base, out of your dinos, and probably out of your tribe mates to stop playing because of this kind of BS. You know, I just thought of another random idea I'll, I'll, I'll mm -hmm. put in there. You know, so action wasn't taken in this case, right? But maybe if that was something they could correct, like maybe they say, hey, we reviewed it after a week, and it turns out XYZ thing did happen, and we're rolling the server back. I think that would be a great punishment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but how many, but the thing is, how many people are going to not hear that notice, not get back on, and, and yeah. it doesn't really matter that they rolled it back because th these people aren't going to ever find out and get and start and start back again you know i mean how many people if, have they already lost because of this if you're an attacking tribe and all the work you do constantly gets rolled back because you cheat i'd have to think at some point that's going to be motivation not to do it yeah but you're you're predicating this on the fact that wildcard would respond to this right away they will not you're lucky if no, no i'm not I, like seven I, to ten days in what I'm saying is they won't respond right away. They have a history of not doing it, but they right. would respond eventually. And I think that's the problem. They, they See, they're just kind of going silent on this particular case, unless I'm mistaken. I think they should look at it based on the outcry from the community, roll the mm -hmm. whole thing back and undo it. But here's the thing. Both sides, from what I gather, use this cliff, cliff platform exploit, so there's nothing to roll back. It's just this is a, a situation where the ban hammer needs to be used and used judiciously. I believe you mean liberally. Liberally, thank you. I think I'm so scared of that word, I don't even want to use it. Uh, that's just because you use the American version of, of the word. <laughs> learn, uh, learn to use the British version, and then the word won't bother you at all. And then you just call all the, uh, all the liberals here commies, and you'll be accurate. <laughs> and I didn't mean to say that. Not that, I'm right. not, that I, not that I don't believe it. I just didn't mean to say it in the podcast. Listen, better <laughs> dead than red. <laughs> well, yeah. And you obviously, and obviously, the code of conduct was in terms of verbal harassment and using certain language was also another thing that was broken a billion times during this fight. You're offending me. <laughs> I still remember the day I made a bunch of Aussies go absolutely just frenzy <laughs> by, uh, by going, hey, you stole my lighter? <laughs> oh, no, now we got, we'll have our Aussie listeners. Uh, our Aussie listeners will probably be amazed that an American understood that. <laughs> Just for reference, I had family living in Australia for uh, for a year. That, that's how I know this stuff. Yep. <laughs> but two weeks, at least two weeks of DDoSing, crying, and then exploiting and cheating. And three days 
of still all that going on when the code of conduct had been posted. Three days. So, yeah. Listeners, take that as you will. It just uh, leaves a sour I'm, taste I'm, in my mouth. I'm a big believer in having... If you're going to have the devs have so, or the you know the testers or whoever have fairly wide berth of authority for how to respond, give them a wide berth of, resp- uh, uh, of authority for responses. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes maybe they're the guy on site just doesn't feel like this is worth, worth the entire ban hammer. And, well, if your options are ban hammer or nothing, then they're going to do nothing. But if their options uh, are you know, wave finger every single uh, uh, they did this exploit so I destroy all of their buildings, or I destroy all of their auto turrets, or I destroy all of their dinosaurs, or you know, just more options means the the, the devs are less likely to get gun shy, and more likely to be, uh, to use some form of punishment at the very least. Mm-hmm. That'll get them comfortable punishing people. Yeah. But see, what you're missing is their pocket devs, so they're getting Bitcoin payments on the side, so that's why they don't do <laughs> Yeah, that is the downside to any kind of thing is accusations like that. But um, there's a there's a senator who got accused of something recently that I I liked his response. Do you want to apologize to anyone? No, I think everyone understood uh, what I'm doing, and everybody else can bugger off. People understood, and just don't apologize. Don't you know if you know you screwed up, admit it. But otherwise, just move on. All right, I think it's about time to close out episode 86 of the Archaeologist Podcast. Thank you to our participants this week, and thank you for listening to us on YouTube and iTunes. If you have enjoyed this week's episode, feel free to like and share the video and subscribe to the channel. Also, you can rate us and review us on iTunes. We greatly appreciate it. You can also leave comments or questions to us in the comment section below. Goodbye, and stay alive, survivors. Everybody ready to go? Close enough. Yeah, close enough. Given the circumstances. Yeah. You can yeah, I, about I, was, that. I, I noticed that earlier, so how bad was it? Oh, that? No, I didn't oh. even get to play that. <laughs> I was talking about my computer. Oh. <laughs> uh, it was See, that's bad. why I'm salty. I couldn't even log in. Yeah, there's not much we could do, because the way the base was built, we had no line of sights for fighting. We had tame dinos instead of bread dinos against their bread dinos. I mean, let's be honest. We didn't was, have any kits. It was set up in like a day and wasn't prepared to do any kind of fighting. It yeah. was under construction. It was just a box. <laughs> no, right. I know if I was there, we probably would have won. So. <laughs> it's all your yeah, fault. Right. We lost <laughs> like day. I uh, hope you're happy. Yep, pretty much. Yep. Pretty much.